Hello. Oh, oh, oh Congratulations, Trevor. Thank you, sir. Thank you. On what? Oh, it's on. Hey, Jeezy. You know, it's a big huh? scandal with that. Yeah. So you go back and watch the tape. I broke up the pin. My hand was on his back, which should have nullified the pin. So uh, uh, are you kidding me? Is this where we're at? We're this at is so it's not Hey, it wasn't uh, up to me. My tag team replay. partner, I was willing to live and let live, you know, but my partner <laughs> no. won't let it go. Yo, he's he's little called little. the commission. He's demanding uh, a rematch for the cup. Here we go. Here we That's go. You know, so, you know, I was like, hey, you know, let, let Trevor have this. <laughs> you know, the last big main event he was in, he came up short, you know. So, oh, my God. So, you know, I couldn't be happier. But at the same time, I wasn't the guy getting pinned, you know what I'm saying? So, you know. Right. That you know. Is, I mean, somebody might be a little mad if they're the one laying yeah, down. Yeah, because, you know I mean, they're... you could have counted to four. He wasn't getting up. I don't know what y'all hit him with. <laughs> Uh, car see, crash, bro. I, I think you knocked <laughs> sense back into him, so it's your own fault. You hit him so hard, you hit him smart. <laughs> so it's like when you stay at a Holiday Inn, you just feel yeah. A little you guys, smarter. you guys uh, gave him a doctorate. So he was watching the tape, and I got a call like, "Yo, your hand, your hand was on his back when he counted three. Oh. I was like, "What does that mean? <laughs> He's helping out. Do I get hey, credit? Uh, who was the ref? Who was the ref? Uh, I was the redheaded guy that I that I refused to know. Oh, uh, uh, no, it wasn't Jared. It was Jared Scott. It's got to be oh, Scott. Scott. Yeah, yeah. Scott. Scott. Yes. Yeah. EC three. EC three is going to run for political office. He remembers everybody's names. Yeah, I couldn't. Might might have to take it out on old Scott. Well, you know, Jeezy, I, I was going to you know send you the send you the tape and uh, maybe have you make the call to the office. But to be honest with you, I. You know, forget that controversy, the match with uh, Blunt Force Trauma and uh, Trevor and Mike uh, was was one of the most physical, awesome matches that I had the the pissed off privilege to watch. And there was a few shots in there that I was like, you know what? I'm kind of glad I'm sitting where I'm sitting right now. So, uh, it was just a good old fashioned man on It man was just yeah, it was match. just rolling the sleeves up. I mean, the only thing that was missing in that match was if they had put four, you know, the four walls of a steel cage up, you know, to keep nice. Aaron's Aaron's punk ass out of there, but other than that, man, uh that was uh, one of those matches where you're like uh there was nobody lost in that match. And now no, I know you guys won the cup, but I, I want to see that again. You know, so what you said, so so what you're saying is it was like the physical pro wrestling style that we all enjoy. It yeah. wasn't a bunch of uh wasn't a bunch of flips, it no. wasn't a bunch of un- unnecessary dives where guys are just waiting on the guy to dive and the guy will probably I was surprised because Trevor anyway, had been you know? training secretly in St. Louis and uh he's been taking his <laughs> he's been taking his young son to a trampoline park. So Trevor's been doing all these flips and you know, rolls and stuff, and I was like, "Oh man!" You know, I was waiting for we were gonna see Lucha Murdoch, but uh, you know, <laughs> we will be talking no. about that for a very long time. Correct? But as so soon as know, he man. got hit in the mouth, as soon as he got hit in the mouth, he, he, uh, he's like, "Oh, we fighting!" 
So, plus nobody wanted to see the ghost of Harley Race come out and just whoop his ass as soon as he went for a flying head scissor takeover. Uh, (laughs) The lights would have went on. I do one dive. Listen, I did one dive leading into that crowd. It's more of a fall. It's more of a fall, (laughs) to be fair. It was a running trip, basically, through the ropes. And we know how Uh, EC3 feels about him. Yes. I I, I can't get enough of him. There's a certain show I can have you watch where you can get plenty of them. I think I counted 15 the other night. Man, you know what's great about them? What I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, geez, but you 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 really touched my heart button. Where I just love talking about this. I love when like everyone does the same one over and over again, and like I, I, I really love the mindset people have where it's like. Hey, that person just did that, so I'm going to do the same thing, and it's going to get the yep. exact same reaction. Here's the cause. Well, they ever. all think they're going to do it like I feel like I feel like I'm a I feel like I'm a big guy like y'all. You just, are. And, uh, you are. Ju- ju- Don't let no, height no, no, stand just, in the way. No, 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 no. But just in a a high flyer's body. But yeah. trust me, man. I, like I know. The I, I saw style we're going to bring up than... the white jeans drop kick uh. again, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can. It's a good highlight. Uh, the worst right, part man. of that was you were like talking it. trash to me. Did you see was, it, dog? Did you it? see it? Did you see it? Can you get out of the ring so I can win the match? That would be that would be so great right now. We'll talk about it in the that back. was in Georgia, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah that yeah, was yeah. when. Didn't I come yeah. up to you, GZ? Because the thing about that drop kick, what to me, what what made it stand out, and I like that's actually what I believe I even told you, like GZ, I'm a fan of yours after that because. It wasn't a regular dropkick. It was no. like you came uh, like the way it was framed. You couldn't see Jeezy coming to the top rope, so you had <laughs> your, well. the shot of the ring, and then it was almost like a video game when Jeezy just came flying in from the corner. But the thing was, <laughs> he wasn't it was sideways. Like seated, he wasn't yeah, sideways. Like seated, he was back. Yes. His back was. He flew straight across. He was like uh, one of those uh, the movies in India. What are those called? Bollywood, uh, was like Bollywood. A Bollywood drop kick off the top rope. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bollywood. <laughs> yeah, but but it was like he was seated the whole time. Like he, he was in a seated position with his legs straight out, and he just flew. He did his dirt and got out of the ring. And I went, "Oh my god, that was the greatest!" Yeah, move I, I thought I him smoking a cigarette though in the air was a little much. I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was a little that was a little arrogant. I was <laughs> appreciate it. appreciate it, but man, tr- trust me, trust me. I love like the physical style that yeah. y'all have. Way more than because you know when you're a certain size, like when you're a shorter person, shorter stature, it's like some stuff that you sort of have to do by default. Maybe not have to, but well, you, you take it, you take high, it, you take you a know? high. It's called a high. It used to be right, right, a high right, risk right, right, maneuver. Right. Be, but the thing was, yeah. when you nailed it, uh, the match was pretty much a wrap after that. It wasn't like your uh, drop kick off the top rope was a setup for a heat spot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the, the here's the thing about jumping the the dives to the floor. The payoff isn't enough for me. You get more mileage out of a headlock takeover. At least you squeeze the guy out. It's like you hit him, knock him on the ground, and then you pick him up and throw him back in the ring. And then he's usually waiting on you to kick you. So yeah. I don't see the payoff. Usually, it used to be when a guy got hit with a dive, it was it. He was done for, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Macho Man used to do that double axe handle where he'd slingshot himself or come off the top to the floor. That was pretty that much was awesome. roll, roll you in. Here comes the elbow. It wasn't yeah. roll you in and you're off and running. You were done. So going twenty more, going twenty more minutes, kicking yeah, out at no, one. No, no, that like was. Can we pause like squirrel for a second? 
that jump that Macho Man would do off the top rope for that double axe handle was insane. Yeah, sorry, guys. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know how. And and this is 1980s pads, if at all. Like Madison Square Garden didn't have pads. Mm-hmm. Well, and he was doing that in a body that was working 300 dates a year, too, yeah. if you guys think about it. He, like, those he, knees. Uh, yep. I think sometimes because of the – I don't want to call it a shadow. I don't think Hogan ever shadowed him. But all his title reigns always came to an end, uh, with one exception, uh, at the hands of, of Hogan. So it seems like uh, Hogan always positioned himself whenever Macho Man had – fire and was I think for probably before the mega powers thing macho man was on his way to being the top guy in wrestling I think I, yeah. I think by far mm-hmm. because his work he could work anybody um <clears throat> and uh he was I mean he was feuding with big boss man Hakeem the dream uh one of Aaron's all-time favorites uh Andre the Giant bad news brown like he was in there Hercules Hernandez, like he was in there with monsters every night, you know, and uh, you know everyone always talks about Shawn Michaels, but you, I don't think you have a Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels if you don't have a Macho Man. Well, yeah. Do you guys remember the heat he used to draw before he turned baby oh, face? Oh man, cup the of coffee? Are you kidding oh, me, bro? And, and that that music wasn't it the pomp and circumstance? Wasn't yep. it? Isn't that his music? Yeah, yeah. And yep. he walk out with that robe and that long hair and you're like what an asshole yeah, but then you watch the to his woman yeah like he brought yeah he brought i wonder like, how many sons got their ass whipped by their mothers trying to talk to him like elizabeth oh elizabeth <laughs> elizabeth get the ring mom get my door how many backhands you think went down during that but era. the emotional connection that he had with that heat though with everybody like yep. he knew that that was something that every human being can feel and that's jealousy and yeah. even though now we find out that it was real yeah, a thousand but, percent real yeah <laughs> right but still that emotional connection and the heat that he was able to draw from that was just unreal yeah i was watching uh today i was watching um uh it was orndorff versus junkyard dog and oh. uh, and the finish was a slingshot so oh, wow. JYD's blowing his comeback on Orndorff, and uh, Bobby grabs his leg. He goes to nail Bobby. Orndorff cuts him off. He does the headbutt steal. He uh, reverse. Orndorff catches him, picks him up by the legs, and just slingshots him on the top rope. One, two, three. I mean, now did he, that's did not, he, I mean, he roll him up off the slingshot? Did no, he, like, slingshot I mean, him? I mean, took he his did. he hit the slingshot, took his time. Mm-hmm. Hook the leg, one, two, three. Dog wasn't getting up. He had just, and Gorilla Monsoon said he just used the dog's 300 pounds on the top rope, yeah. and not, he knocked the wind out of him. I mean, you wait know. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did the announce, you mean an announcer announce, was actually yeah. able to describe he, he, what exactly, happened? Exactly, and it, you know what? I was like, makes wow. sense. You know, and huh. Orndorff, who was, who was uh, getting his ass handed to him most of the match, uh, JYD pretty much countered everything he did. Uh, and then, you know, Orndorff got it back, but the the psychology was great. And anyone who saw – and then the way his he hit the top rope, you'd, you'd, you'd grab your neck. Like, oh, man, that would suck. I wouldn't be able to breathe for three and a half seconds. Where, where, where was this match? I'm, I've been on an Orndorff kick lately. Oh, Thanks I've been watching Utah, all this stuff. So yeah. if you – his son has an Orndorff page. 
Yeah. And I subscribe to it on YouTube, but this is the anniversary of that match today. It's on Twitter. Uh, it was on my uh, it's on my feed. It's Orndorff and uh, JYD. It's uh, the, you see, he's got their two action figures together. But uh, Orndorff uh, is my favorite. Young wrestler. guys are listening right now. If young guys are listening right now, you should probably go watch that. Oh, match. They're, they're not. They're not. You know, they're no, no way. So Freeman. So Freeman is off the Freeman is off the the radar. Like I, I've I've decided to forgive Freeman. Uh, one, oh, that's good. Wait, this is no, no, no. Is, is it because he's getting in better shape? Or? No, no. I, I, it doesn't matter. You, you can, you can wax up a pacer car all you want to. <laughs> it's still a pacer car, okay? <laughs> but somebody has been so egregious that I have uh, personally been offended by. Uh, now we all know Joe Alonzo, right? You can't miss him because he's got that big goofy smile and always says the wrong <laughs> thing at the wrong time. And, He's uh, classic Rob, Rob's, that's Rob's son. Yeah, Rob's son, who I have, uh, who I headbutted out of existence in the match we had. <laughs> um, <laughs> he used to have a problem where he would be hanging out in the lobby, and I said to him, uh, "Are you trying to do wrestling as a career?" And he was like, "Yeah, this is what you want to do. This is your passion." He was like, yes. Then riddle me this. Why are you not getting good sleep at night? Why are you not getting your eight hours, getting up in the gym, doing what you need to do, honing your craft? Why are you sitting in the lobby till four in the morning doing nothing for yourself and setting yourself up for nothing but trouble? Nothing good happens after midnight. So, I thought we were doing a commercial for a sleep aid. Yeah, fast. right. Uh, which would be a good it? idea. <laughs> which and if they're out there, we're fine with it. Yeah, because we're always Try down black for magic. Yeah, I like that. Black magic dusk till dawn. Yes. Use promo code EC three twenty at blackmagicsupply.com. Uh, uh, there you go. Yes, sir. There you go. And um, I said to him, I said the guys who hang out in the lobby are crabs in a bucket. Because you saw each other all day for 12 friggin' hours. All day. All day. All day. And, uh, all day. You know, call time's 11, show don't start till 8. It's a long friggin' day. day. Go around each other nonstop. Nonstop. And not that I don't love my time with you guys, because I do. Of course. But there comes a time when you're like, hey, it's time for some Golden Girls. You know, put your feet up and relax a little bit. Oh, don't act like you don't watch Golden Girls, Trevor. You're not better than no, me. No, no, I'm just, I'm on season two right now. Okay. I revisit. Yeah. I revisit. The you know, episode that, with the steak out is my favorite. Yeah. And uh, anybody who lives in hotels knows about Golden Girls. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, and I told him, I don't want you in the lobby anymore. And I gave this speech to Thrill Billy. I gave it to Jordan. Uh, I gave it to, I didn't have to Odinson. Uh, guys that I, Mims, guys that I think uh, could carry the torch. Your rest is your biggest ally. And two, yep. being down in the lobby, you're just going to get yourself in trouble. Most of the guys have families. You know your family doesn't want you down in that lobby. If you have a significant other, she don't want your ass down in that lobby. So for those who want to hang out there, that's their business and it's whatever. But apparently... Poor Joe, who has not been in the lobby since he got his 
uh, I believe Trevor, you would call it his what for. I gave him the what for. <laughs> and I said I was only going to tell him once, you know. And um, he was cornered by one of the Southern gentlemen, which oh, – no. Let's be honest. The name doesn't make sense, but that's I'm not the booker. But uh, the cowboyish version, uh, the Costanza mm-hmm. one, or is it Carzanza? Costanza? Hey, 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 Kazana. Kazana. Yeah. He's a yeah. yeah. He, he like he likes his, he likes some cold beer and he likes to talk. Yeah. yeah. And it told him. Good guy. He told him, "Why are you not hanging out with us in the lobby? People want to get to know you. You need to party with them." Apparently. And Joe just looked at him and was like, uh, I can't. <laughs> Didn't tell him why. And <laughs> went to his room. And uh, he told Father Rob. And then Rob called me up. And I said, see, and Rob said, I told him crabs in a bucket. And I was like, yeah, 100%. You know, some of these guys you don't talk to because it's a waste of your time. They don't get it. The attention-seeking behavior of one hang out in the lobby <laughs> Uh, to get noticed by whom I have no idea. Go to bed. You ha- you know you're, I, you're an athlete. At least you're supposed to be one. But it just goes back. But then well, you want to drag other people into your stuff, and that's what. And that is the definition of crabs in a bucket. So well, if, and I, can, can I? I understand guys who want to hang out and have a good time. We go do it in now. Aaron and I, and we've hung out with you, Tyrus. Like we'll go to the hotel room bullshit for about 45 minutes and then all look at each other and be like we got to go to work tomorrow peace out absolutely or have a meal of food yeah sit down break bread jeezy we've done that countless times have a meal of food Mm -hmm. after a hard day's work and then everybody goes up but none of us are sitting in the lobby (laughs) till 4 a.m 4 (laughs) a.m doing what gotta be seen talking to the same Talking to talking the same, to the same people, people, and they all talking. put themselves over. Oh, nonstop. Nonstop. Hey, like, I don't know where to even take this. I mean, because as a world champion, I was the, I was a party guy. Not like disrespectful, but during the impact times, like I knew I had a burden to carry. Like I had to go to the ale house and I had to buy some drinks as a champion. I was and I there. had to show face and kind of, yeah, kind of lead from that. But I was always the first person in the gym in the morning. Yeah. Sort of Tom Latimer, who Tom was just in the gym because he never fell asleep. Right. So yeah. kudos yeah. to him. Yeah. Tom's but, a vampire. But, Tom is a vampire. But like at the, yeah, at the same time, if you want to do this, if you want to take it to the next level, like it's the same thing when you're backstage. Like you're playing grab ass, you're talking the whole time, you're having fun. This should be fun. I get it. But before I go out there to work, I need to get in a mode and a mindset. Like I get into a zone. I got the headphones on yep. and I'm doing my warm up, and then you know people coming up and they're just like slapping on the back. Hey, buddy! Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't no. know, man. Like I'm getting ready to fight. We're portraying something, yeah, very physical and very realistic to me, and I would take this very seriously, even if what we're doing out there is playing grab ass. But I'm taking it as seriously as possible, and others should too if they want to get there. We'll be back after these messages. Tap the brakes on the aging process. Are you really ready to lose your shape? your muscle, your energy. Are you ready to get old? You can slow it down. 
Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock and re-energize your life. Prove it to yourself, risk-free. Try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose and everything to gain. New energy, muscle, drive, and even more passion. Get your complimentary sample when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Tyrus. Nugenics Total T Power Boost is backed by clinical studies and real science. Nugenics key ingredients like testophen have shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. In other words, it's based in science and it works. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231231 and enter the keyword Tyrus. Text now and you'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. Absolutely free. Text 231-231 and enter keyword Tyrus. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. And here's the cold part. In you have a horrible match. Mm-hmm. And then you still hanging out in the lobby like you invented the game. Like you're holding court like your last name is Race. <laughs> you just... <laughs> See what I did there because he was the king. You see what I did there holding court? Yeah. You know? Well, the thing is, we've all walked by it. We've all walked through the lobby and seen it. And, of course, we're pros. We're respectful. Hey, guys, good night, good night, good night. And the next night, they're all doing the same thing again. And it's like – I would say, like – Step up your game. From a WWE perspective, too, like where are the top guys – and what are they doing? Right. So if we would go into a hotel room, hypothetically a tour, you know, takers holding court. Yeah. You know what? You're going to sit there. You're going to have some jack. Yes. Because it's not it's not playing grab ass. It's learning. the yeah. business. You're going to get a Cena's story. out there. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's keeping you up till 5 a.m. It's because you're talking shop and you're talking business. And, you know, you prove that worth. But if it's just you and, you know, the guys that you're on the same level with, you're always going to be on that level. Unless yep. you know how to level up. And sometimes that level up is a good eight hours of sleep. Thanks to Black Magic, dust till done. Yeah, there you go. I mean, hey, especially uh, when you are – here's the one benefit of the WWE and because you're working 300 days a year. So uh, some days you'll have to wrestle twice in, in, in weird situations three times. But for the most part, uh, you're, you're working once a day. Uh, you, have, you have your morning to train for it. You can stretch for it, you get ready for it, you plan for it, and you move. You keep going, right? Uh, a lot of other, and I think AEW is very similar to that, but I think they also have what we call TV tapings. And what a TV <laughs> taping is, is you will wrestle for four weeks of TV, or eight weeks of TV. I remember in TNA it was eight weeks. That means you're wrestling three, three four times a day in some cases. To where your body is taking an ass whipping, which most other guys are taking in four weeks, you're taking in one day. You're paying your bill yep. all at once. So if there, that is even more important to get, because you still got another three days of tapings to go. Yep. And you need to get get in that hotel room, get that hot shower, and if you got your roller, uh, EC3, you got anything for that? Uh, or your, your yeah, no, yeah. A, a good roller. I got a nighttime uh, like stretch routine. Yep. I kind of like gotten into some sort of like primal movements that cool me down. Yep. Hell, dude, some breath work and some meditation yep. before you go to sleep, you're good to go. You know me. I yeah, check on my kids. Yeah. yeah, I check on my kids. Uh, 
I, I stretch out. I got the uh, I got the little the magic ball for uh, the massager to put on the small of my back to get the kinks out from having to carry masters all cup. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, and get off my feet and rest because I know I got to and I got to get up, hit the gym, be ready to go, uh, and be on time. Well, especially not coming position. into work smelling like beer, you know, like you got, like I said, this isn't the, I'm not the, I'm the least holier than thou guy. There is a time to party. The last night you want to let your hair down and go out for some beers with the fellas and celebrate a good taping. I'm all for that. But night one, and night yeah. two, you, you're out of your mind. And uh, you want to see the sun come up and hit your flight with no sleep after a long weekend of work. Hell yeah. You know, that's what you should do. We've all mm-hmm. done it. Yeah. You know, and if it's, it's, and there's a, there's a catch 22, but if the top guys are shutting it down and re- and getting ready for a taping and there, some of, some of us uh, can just go out there and do it and, you know, but we're setting an example and I, I just find it funny that dudes who haven't pissed a drop and the, the most popular thing about them is they, they, they share a name who's someone who wrestled before them. So uh, that doesn't mean you, you've you made it. You know, nepotism in wrestling doesn't mean anything. Uh, just because your family did it doesn't mean you're going to do it. doesn't mean you do it well. You have to – You it's almost, I think, harder in some – you got to out-wrestle the name. You know, no one looks at Randy Orton and compares him to his dad, and his dad is one of the best to ever put boots on. Yep. You know, but he separated and he, himself, and he's, and he's better. Yeah, Randy's better. Yeah, I think Randy's. I think Randy's a goat, to be honest. Oh yeah, he yeah. He's he's the pure wrestler of our generation. Pure wrestler, right? I mean, definitely it, it, Hall of Fame worthy. Oh yeah, come on. I mean, the, please, if if uh, and you know, I don't even think he needs to wrestle again. To be honest with you, what does he have left to prove? I mean, other than if he wants to chase the flair record, because I think he's the guy to do it. Yeah. You know. He's never beaten EC3. I know that. It's probably weird. I unfortunately uh, mistrusted Alberto and walked into one. Nice. Yeah, it was a Out of nowhere. tough uh, It literally I've, is. I've taken the RKO myself yeah, I think, uh, at one point or another. But it only hurt me for like four seconds. <laughs> Problem is, he didn't ask for so a five takes- count. But uh, you know, I've been on the wrong side of one. But um, you know, but other than if it was like a financial decision or he he wants to break uh, Flair's record for uh, the most times being uh, champion, uh, then I, then I get it if he wants to chase that. It's his it's his if he wants it. But um, I think he's been pretty smart with his money too. Yeah, so. he's not. He was I, never what I would call a guy. It was like beers on me, fellas. Let's go. Right. You know. Right. No, I love Randy. Randy's one of my favorite people. When I when I got in trouble in Germany, Randy was one of the guys who kicked in the door and goes, You're not firing Brodus, are you? John was like, No, no, no. But you know. Uh I'll never forget that. Because I didn't even know we were that that cool, you know? And uh the funny thing, you beat up a bar in Germany, people get sensitive about it. So uh but that's neither here nor there. But I just so my new 
Now, I don't know if it's, you know, I have to purchase the services of Mike and Trevor to relieve them of the United States Tag Team Championships or <laughs> or uh, me and Adonis uh, put the band back together. Or, you know what, I believe Blunt Force Trauma's representative is here. And they're always looking well, for, you know, you guys are always looking for an opportunity. It's like this. A true general never reveals his battle plans. Right. He sits back, he waits for the opportunity, and then he executes. And yeah, that's you get what's going in where on. you that's fit in. Quiet. I get it. Yeah. I've been quiet, and there's a reason for it. You know, we uh, didn't came up on the wrong end of the finals in the Crockett Cup, but, you know, we're going to be doing something about it. You, know, you literally rolled in the ring and sucker punched me. What? There's no, I did not. There well, is no proof. Okay, no, there's been some speculation, Trevor, that Come you might have you might have said something, some unsavory words to Aaron. Hey, in the, in the need of battle, I believe there was a comment made about his eyeliner, and he became emotionally upset. That, that's the word on the street. That's what that's, oh, that's what we're hearing. Sucker punched me. No, no, no. no. You're only a sucker no. if you let yourself get punched. Right, Aaron. Yeah, what? I mean, you know what? You should have been a professional sucker ducker then, and you yeah. weren't. Oh. And unfortunately, the referee, who was knocked unconscious because he doesn't know how to do his job. I mean, what? What? You, you know, pulled him on top of me. No, no, no. But what I'm saying, and pulled him on top of me. Hey, all I'm saying, I've watched the footage, and when he counted, it was a very, very slow count. And had the referee been competent at his job, you know, he should be fired. I mean, if if you show up to work. And you're unable to do it, and you 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 know you go. I thought I smelled some booze on his breath. To be honest with you, Aaron. Happy the script get flipped here on this one. At no, one no, point, no, you were. Was, I mean, look, we were robbed. Like the, the referee was unconscious. I had to. Which wake is him crazy because you guys had oh. the hoods on. No. <laughs> That's, what? The, it was, this is a bunch of shit. It was a bad <laughs> night. It was, it was just a, it was a horrible I'm night. Nobody, but hey, riddle me this. Right so riddle me this. Blunt Force Trauma beats the reigning tag team champions. Yeah. And and Trevor and Mikey beat Blunt Force Trauma. Yeah. Controversial as it is. Yeah. If you're Law Rebellion right now, you got to be having a lot of sleepless nights. Well, I mean, if you look at the two of them, I don't think they sleep, period. One running around dressed like Mecha Wolf, looked like a werewolf. Hey, hey, hey. I, I love those guys. Like... Uh, I, no, I asked if there was if there was ever a time they needed a third member for a Triple A show just so I could get the man. I want you know their their outfits to the ring are like out of. There's no horror movie in the world that can touch uh, La Rebellion going to the ring like those dudes and I, are legit. Yeah, but I'll say this in terms of their attitudes and stuff, and I'm on flip the script in a real way right now. Yeah, I would put those guys in any company in the world. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean they they are I, I and I told them that how impressed I was with them. Um, they're they're just top notch in my book, cool. and I don't say that about a lot of people. Just cool. Well, Mecca Wolf is a le- legit rock star. Like when yep. he's not wrestling, he's no, yeah, I got his CD. And I got to be band. honest, it's not my type of music, but it's good music. If that if that'll, yeah, that says anything. I I get entertained just watching him. Yeah, like his shows. Yeah. Like you know, again, that's not my music either. But because you know he's a colleague and a friend and a peer, um, watching him do his thing just as passionately about music as he does wrestling, you feel really good. You know, just good. It's a good, a feel good kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? One of the boys, yes, good guys doing something cool. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Speaking of like homies, Jeezy. What's up? What's up? Has anyone seen Marche? 
I haven't seen him. I mean, you got heat. Him and Jordan were what uh, a tag team, weren't they? And Marche just yeah, disappeared. Gold Rush, Gold Rush, yeah, yeah, Gold Rush. He, he just disappeared. You know, got lost well, in all then, the carnage, shall we say? Marche, 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 and that and that drop kick, man. Yeah, I ain't seen him. Now, well, Jordan went off on his own and won the television title. Uh, so he lost he, that faster than he won it. <laughs> yeah, well, he wasn't no title. That's all right. Tom, Let's just Tom, say I got my eye on Mr. Clearwater. Because Tom, he, uh, Tom whooped his ass like he owed him money. <laughs> <laughs> He's another one you might want to keep an eye on. No offense to EC3 or you, Tyrus, but Tom's a beast, guys, and he's he's been on a little bit of a tirade. I'd be, I'd be careful if I were you guys. I'm just saying, I'm not the champ anymore. I ain't got the target on my back. Oh, you always got anymore. the target on your back. I believe I'm the, as saying. soon as I saw you in the ring, I believe I was like, <laughs> oh, I, last, the last time I saw you, you was laying down. And he was like, you know what? Friendship's over. Fist balled up. Let's go. It was literally, I thought maybe, I thought maybe there'd be a friendly lockup, maybe a headlock. This some bitch goes right after my knee. Was no respect given. As soon as we saw each other, it was like, I, I remember now, I hate you just a little bit. <laughs> We're two competitive gentlemen. Yeah, uh, it was so like, it wasn't that's... even a handshake. It was, <laughs> and uh, tater this, tater that. Uh, receipts were paid. Receipts were oh, given. Yes. <laughs> Aaron, one of the, I got I stomped in the head, it. and I looked at him and said, okay. <laughs> Okay. Man, he uh, yanked on my beard so hard. I oh, yeah, I did. Now. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I, <laughs> like, you, you, you fish hooked me, and I was like, okay, I can run with the gimmick. Yep. And, uh, then you went down yep. to the beard, and you yanked on that son of a bitch like I was a bell, dude. And I was you yeah. motherfucker. Your eyes water. <laughs> because did. That shit hurt. I would rather be hit with a chair with tacks on it. <laughs> Then have my beard pulled. When my daughters pull my beard, I get upset. Like, I have to take a time out. Now, uh, oh. Aaron, your beard is mostly hair dye and, and some form no, of no, mascara. Jeezy, no, 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 you got a beard. You know what that's like. Mm-hmm. I will admit to eyeliner. I will admit to having two hair follicle reassignment surgeries. But I'm not going to tell this to you straight and not be late. I have never, ever dyed my hair. I am not great. And that, that's just a straight truth, Ruth. <laughs> EC3 oh, has a Three Musketeers swashbuckler uh, yeah. mustache and goatee, but I, I have, if it's ever been pulled, it is the most irritating thing. It's like being poked in the eye. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, like, I'm, uh, I'm, just, I'm just short enough to like, yeah. keep it out of There'll well, come a time when you meet the right gal. And you have a child, especially if you have a daughter, and you're holding her one day, and for no reason at all, she just thumbs you in the eye. It is the most, or pulls on your beard like it's like she could swing from it. It is Ooh. the most agony. It's uh, I I put it to like bamboo underneath your fingernails, and maybe you've experienced that. Uh, I don't know if anyone here has been in a, a wartime prisoner, but. Uh, but wrestling, you know, I'm seeing people getting beat with lights, so I'm not sure there's been a bamboo splinter or two under the fingernails. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, a ter- that's a terrible pain. Hey, let, me let, me, let me throw this in your nose and your eyes water up, and yep. you're like, God, that hurts so damn bad. And it, you got to remember it's your baby. You can't throw her. Yes. 
You just got to walk away. Yeah. You just got to go, just give me a minute, baby. Yeah. Just give me just give me two seconds, please. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeezy. So when, <laughs> when, when, when EC3 said that he was on a um, Paul Orndorff kick, went to YouTube. You sent me a match. Yeah, dude. I went I to YouTube to watch and was searching some stuff. There's two matches I found that I'm upset that I never knew existed. <laughs> the one I sent to us, the one I sent to him, it's uh, Orndorff versus Brad Armstrong, WCW. Can't go wrong with that. Oh, I can't wait. Now I'm watching this. Uh, it's Orndorff and Rick Rude. I'm I'm very upset that I didn't know that. Well, Rude was Orndorff's replacement in uh, the WWE. So, I never knew this match existed. Yeah, that's why this he fired uh, Heenan. Now, man. I've probably watched every Paul Orndorff match. And my favorite match of all time is uh, him versus B. Brian Blair. And because Orndorff... One of the things when he was healing, now this is when he was beating Hogan up and uh, Gorilla mm-hmm. Monsoon, if you go back before WrestleMania with Orndorff, Orndorff was being groomed to be world champion, no doubt. And Gorilla Monsoon was probably, now remember he was a super heel. Now his management mm-hmm. changed. It was either Piper coming out with him or Bobby Heenan coming out with him. But right. Gorilla Monsoon would talk about Orndorff as the next heavyweight champion. He was he was literally putting him over, uh, to say the least. And Orndorff was vicious. If you look at his stuff, uh, all the way up until his injury, um, when he started getting atrophy in his arm. But right. before that, there wasn't a more physical guy uh, who, but who worked the way he worked. Hogan didn't like working him because Orndorff was too. Was too tough, basically. Uh, just, I'm not going to bullshit it. Uh, he'd be so it was, his, his intensity this, is crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. This Hogan, this Hogan Orndorff match from, uh, I believe it was Canada and it was like a live event I just watched. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was f- awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When they hit him with the chair in the back of the head. Yep. Um, there's one oh. where Orndorff and Hogan have a count out, but Orndorff busted his mouth open and, mm-hmm. and basically was claiming that he was the champ and Gorilla was putting him over. But uh, their their TV stuff. If you look at their house, you know who else has had a great feud with him and Don Morocco when Orndorff uh, when Orndorff turned babyface when he turned on uh, Heenan and uh, Big John Studd and his the deal with his feud with Piper. Um, his matches with uh, Morocco they'd go twenty thirty minute draws in Madison Square Garden, and uh, you want to learn how to work something like. And basically, Orndorff never changed. That's the one thing. When he was a babyface and was a heel, his work never changed. He did the same. He didn't change anything. And that, to me, is like because they were cheering for him because he was aggressive. And they and then he was getting popular. And, of course, that's probably why he turned so quick because he got popular real quick. And he was one. He stole Hogan's music. Like, you look at that when I think that's when Orndorff was, was at his absolute best. Uh, yeah. Him and Piper were together a short time, but like uh, his his feud with Piper is good. But the problem was Piper never did favors, so you know that the the Hogan Piper feud fizzled out because Piper wouldn't do the favor. Hogan would definitely wasn't going to do the favor. Orndorff and Piper, Piper would never do the favor. It was always a count out, you know. And uh, I think that hurt. I think that hurt the feud when you don't have a finish, you know, one way or the other. Good, bad, yeah. Yeah. And I look, I look back at uh, Piper, who is, you know, he's one of the reasons why we all do this. But 
when you look about not willing to do business, what's best for business. And I know sometimes it's a sour taste in your mouth. I mean, hell, I can remember uh, probably one of the most awkward matches that I ever had to have was with uh, me and uh, EC3 back when he was referred to as Derek Bateman and I on SmackDown. Now, here we are two. We were two rivals in NXT, and we fought to a standstill. You know, we had really good matches, uh, great promos. You know, and then we're up in SmackDown for our first match and basically was told it was a three minute squash. And we didn't understand. And I didn't understand, I didn't understand it. I was like, you're throwing away everything that we worked for. You know, this isn't, yeah, but- you know, and I just, I, and I remember, and sometimes you're like, and the, it was funny because I was been out of shape. He wasn't. He was like, I oh. mean, inside, inside, of course. I'm like, yeah. well, I see the writing on the wall, but like, I'm yeah. also, if I'm going to do, I'm, it's almost, I'm going out for my buddy. Like, I yeah. can at least have that pride that what I do and what I sacrifice helps him in the long term. And that's what this is. And that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm content with that because it wasn't for me. But, like, if you can get something out of it, then. Right. But you don't get, get anything pro, out of dude. beating You're a guy a in pro, three minutes man. that's established. You don't. All you yeah. did was you threw somebody away and you throw yourself away because then I'll go wrestle Christian for six minutes and put Christian over. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really help anybody. Hold it right there. We'll be back in a hot minute. You know. Could I just ask E something? Yeah, I have a good quote. I'm actually like writing some things like, you know what a hero is? It's someone who's given his or her life to something bigger than oneself. Right. So I guess I'm a wow. hero for sacrifice. No. Yeah. Very good. Well, go ahead. What was the easiest match you've ever had in your life, E? The, uh, or I can just performance, shall I say, or television appearance, specifically on SmackDown, that you've ever had. I feel like you're referring to something I can't remember. Do you oh, remember my, my yeah, debut? Your right? debut. Your debut, yes. Which, yeah. <laughs> to Tyrus's quote, you know, with the three minutes, I simply refused to get in the ring and just walked out on my debut. That was... That was, that was great, money. Great segment. That was that my was way money. of saying, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not going to engage in this tonight. Yeah, that, so was, that was my way of subconsciously fighting the system. But no, but that was heat. That was great heat. I think I said, yeah. you, you son of a bitch, you genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no bumps, Had baby. Get out. No bumps. <laughs> <laughs> and led to our house shows, which we'd have 12 minute matches, and the first probably four minutes, no one touches. There was no need. No need. There was no need. You know, um, let everyone else start. Oh, shit. It's called working. You guys were working? Yeah. No, no not in pro wrestling. Yep. Uh, the, the, the art of the story is not dead. Which, you know what, Lynn, let me ask you guys something. And uh, again, to be serious, which, which I was kind of amazed, right, at everyone. You know, we all had pretty strong showings at Crockett Cup. And there were certain people, even like some of the talent, that was just beside themselves like, whoa, did you hear the people? Did you hear this? And, and as professionals, it's kind of like, yeah, like what do you expect when this is done correctly? This is how this works. And it's just to me, like, it, I mean, it's, it's always nice to be complimented and stuff. And, and this goes for all of us. But like, like, what do they think? Like, ha- has it gotten lost that much that when you get the people to do what they're supposed to do, it's become a novelty? Well, you know, it's. It's weird, too, when they, you know, sometimes maybe they're in a ring with somebody or they have moments that they kind of get those reactions and they come back and they go, oh, my God, that was so easy. 
And you're like, it's supposed to be if you do it right. And it's not that you're not working hard. You're working hard as hell. But the ease just comes from doing the right things, providing the right reactions, bettering yourselves and the business. Like, it's not easy. It's just when it's done right, it's actually fun. Straight up. Well, the problem is, is that with all due respect, they're ignorant to what the business is. They think the crowd pops on the move. That's why they want to do... 9,000 power bombs and every move is a finish move because the crowd's going to cheer for the move. And you just want to say no, because you'll do the move and they'll go, ah, what's next? Ah, what's next? Ah, what's next? When you're telling psychology, they're cheering or booing for you. When you walk out there, they're going to let you know how much they're happy to see you or how much they wish you weren't there. And then you get in the ring and you build up. And then when you finally do something, they come out of their seats. Now, one of the other things is, is that most of the time they don't. The one thing nice about the Crockett Cup is we got an opportunity. A lot of us uh, who um, don't usually come out to the end of the show got to come out early when the crowd was really fresh. And excited and pumped up. You know, that's Saturday night's main event. Hogan used to wrestle third. You know, because he's thinking most of the audience won't might not be there at, at you know eleven forty five, so he would come out third. And and sometimes when we have uh, really long tapings uh, where you got to get a lot of, and that's just the nature of the beast, unfortunately, where you got to get a lot of matches in. Uh, sometimes, uh, and especially if some of the matches where the guys kind of forget psychology and do a bunch of moves, they make the audience tired. So you know, and then you got to wake them up. But then when they see Fresh crowds going crazy and like it's literally a headlock. Um, they're like, "Whoa, man! I don't because you." Orndorff, since we're talking about, it, he once had a quote. He says, "You have to have a hundred matches before you should even say a word." He says it takes a hundred matches, in his opinion, for anybody to kind of start getting it. And I think that's a lot true when you realize that just your positioning. Uh, and the way you stand and the way you look at in the ring goes a lot further than the move, then you got it. Uh, Trevor and I didn't touch when we find, when I tagged myself in and we stared at each other. And the place, it was Tyrus Chance, Trevor Chance, you know, here we go, you know, and, and we're circling around, you know, and uh, and then we went to work. But we didn't have to do yeah, that. Did. Same thing when I was in there with Kratos and Odinson. Uh, yeah, because you same. guys have you, you you guys have that presence. You know what you're doing. Yeah, you, you know that you know that you don't have to rush anything. Like, there's where's the rush? You know, like Damn. the crowd, the yeah. crowd is going to be engaged in what you do, and you already know it. But you that have comes to go out from there and do experience and just know how and 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 confidence and all of that stuff. That comes you from know, paying attention you know I mean? when Arn Anderson's talking yeah. to you, or Harley Race is talking to you, or Dusty's talking to you, or these veterans, right. or Brad Armstrong, who uh, it's his birthday today. Uh, rest in peace, but happy birthday, Brad yeah. Armstrong. Uh, I got the the wonderful honor of being trained by him for a little bit with Dr. Tom in Deep South. And uh, one day he says, hey, big man, you're going to do a head scissor takeover. And I said, okay, Briz. And uh, he was like... <laughs> I know you can do it. You'll never be able to do it in a match, but I just want to pop myself. And uh, poor Rick Lon was the victim. But we did it. We got it. And I, it was good to me. And I couldn't wait to do it in a match. And he said, why can't you? And I was like, because uh, the guy I'm wrestling is probably going to be a dick. He's like, no. 
no. Uh, why can't you do a head scissor takeover? And he says, because if the biggest guy in the building does it, it doesn't mean anything. But I needed to know that you mm. had the athleticism to do it. So now I, I'm going to trust you when you with the, do the things that you're supposed to do, big man, you should do them well. There should be no bad footwork. There should be no do anything. And the light just went on at that point. He says, do you climb the top rope? He's like, I get if it's WrestleMania and it's one big moment and something like that. Okay, you make an exception. But he says, we got guys to fly. We don't have guys who look like you and that can ground and pound and scare people in the audience. So you can fly, but you got to do it every night. And then one night you're going to land wrong. And then you're going to be a one-legged big man. And there's not many of them in the business. And I was like, makes sense. And it, it made perfect sense to me. I didn't, I didn't go back and look. He's holding me back. I really can do a head scissors takeover. I should be able to do it. You know, uh, psychology is like, why are you using a high cross body as a finish? Because if I do it, it should be a finish. You know, so, uh, and Brad, I mean, that was basically what it was. And Brad Armstrong, the Armstrong family are wrestling geniuses, period. Uh, across the board, yep. but uh, yep. I just like Brad's his approach. He like everything he did was a smile on your face, and the guy I don't think has ever been out of shape a day in his life. Like he his could, technique, man. Yeah, his he could he could wrestle anybody technique, sixty man. minutes. Good luck yep. keeping up, but you know, and that's one thing Doctor Tom did. He made us all wrestle an hour. And yeah, uh, you, you're nobody. <laughs> until you had to wrestle an hour. Well, that was that was the OVW test. Um, yeah. Like back in the day when we were in developmental like that, like Rip would ring the bell, get in the ring, and it would just literally, you would have no plan. He would pick the two in the ring. You'd have no idea. And he'd be like, everybody sit down, and you'd go. And uh, at FCW, he wrestled Dr. Tom. Now, yeah. wrestled with a broke ankle for an hour. Yep. Yep. Didn't he, yeah, didn't he come out of a... The office and just go an hour with Heath one day. Yeah, he was. Hey, Heath got a wrestling lesson. Uh, and uh, I remember my hour match, and uh, it was me and Rick Lon going an hour. And uh, the match <laughs> next, the match next to us was like Sonny Siaki and Alpha Junior. So it was like bump, 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 then us bump, <laughs> bump, 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 us bump. Like, I'm not keeping up with them. That's not my story, you know? And I remember at one point, <laughs> I threw him out to the floor. And, and this is there's no air conditioning. So, you know, I basically sweat off a small child. Oh, well, let's be honest, probably more of a small child, more of a teenager probably. But uh, I remember I grabbed a water bottle on somebody's hand and attacked Rick Long with it. Because <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> so, hey, there's a water bottle. I'm just going to hit him with it. You know what? I'm just pour this water on his face. That'll teach him. That'll get him. That'll get him. Yeah. That, that, you're working the gimmick. Yeah. You know, you know, water in the eyes can do to you when you're sweating. Can blind you. <laughs> it's science, man. It's science. And I but being around those guys and paying attention. If if you're young and you have an opportunity to when when you see wrestling uh camps or wrestling uh chances and the veterans are there, if you get a Dean Malenko or someone like that, uh, shut up and listen to everything they have to say. And you something will stick. But if everything they say doesn't work for you, you're gonna you're gonna have a shorter career because you're gonna kill yourself doing a bunch of moves 
uh, that are not necessary to to make the crowd love you because no one falls in love with the moves because everyone eventually can you can take somebody off the take street and off. teach them how to do a, a move you know but psychology takes years years to figure it out and even when you Art figure it out you're too. always going to learn something new Part of the promo, baby. I wrote 4,000 words on it, man. Yep. yep. Coming soon. Good, you know, good call. Good call on that Paul Orndorff, man. Now I'm sit, sitting here finding all these I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him I have a bad match, to be honest with you. I love his stuff. Him and Tito Santana go uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. One of the toughest things to do, and I think they go 30 minutes, and Orndorff hits him with the pile driver with four seconds left. That ref counts one, two bell rings. I mean, perfect. Perfect. Orndorff thinks he's won it. Tito's not moving. You know, and it was one of those matches like, and you've seen guys, we've seen this try to be done a million times. And it's always the bell rings and the ref gets one. I mean, it was perfect. And watch any of his stuff. Now, WCW, he's a little older, a little smarter. Uh, it's a little more glitz and glam. But if you look at him, WWF years before uh, the injury, before Rick Rude came on, because when Rick Rude came on, that was kind of his swan song in the WWE. I think he was around. He has quick, quick few to get Rude over. Uh, he was a part of the uh, the match with the the Survivor Series, and then it was with he was it was him, Oliver Humperdinck, and Bam Bam Bigelow. And I think uh, shortly after that, Orndorff then ended up uh, showing up in WCW. He had a short stint in a couple other places, I think UWF and a couple other Smoky Mountain. But uh, and then he went to WCW, and he was part of the Dudes with Attitudes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you look at his early, you look at his early stuff. Especially when he worked enhancement matches, because just just watch how he he always gave the guy something, and then that pile driver was just lights out. Well, yeah, his he, whole uh, persona you you believed everything Paul oh, yeah. was doing in yeah. the ring. Every yeah. when he talked, he had that rough, aggressive, you know, that voice. He was intimidating from from the time you seen him come on the camera to the time he got off the camera. Yeah. And what was interesting about him? Um, where I saw it was a couple months ago when he signed, he was in high school and he signed uh, his letter of intent to go to the university of Tampa. And he had had a child at that point too. And he's in like a three piece suit and everything, but he looks like he's about 45 years old. And he's <laughs> I in remember high that picture. He showed yeah, me that he's picture. Like in high, it's insane to where like, if I was in high school and I was like, you know, on, playing football and I he was next to me on the line or across from me on the line I I wouldn't know what to do I mean it's just a grown man and uh it's interesting they just they don't make him like that anymore no no he, he he's one of he was definitely one of the, he was one of the uh, uh he killed the world television championship for a while uh in WCW but never was world champion but you know he never needed it well, wasn't he a power plant like like the lead yeah, like yeah. instructor at the power plant? Yeah, was... him and uh, uh, Jody Hamilton. And uh, yeah, he worked. Wow. With, yeah. He worked with a lot of guys. Yeah, because uh, the assassin was managing him for a while. 
Um, that that was kind of like when WCW was kind of finding themselves again. Like, uh, and uh, there was some interesting stuff. That was really, I think, Dustin Rhodes' time, where they were kind of uh, Dustin Rhodes and, and Barry Windham and, and Lex Luger was kind of like they're in Sting. Like they were kind of just kind of figuring it out. It was uh, everyone else had kind of gone away. I think. Uh, Arn and Tully were in the WWF. I think Flair was, yeah, Flair was too. So it was like uh, the whole the whole top card had left basically or aged out. Um, mm-hmm. So it was an interesting time. That's a fun time to watch because uh, you, you see a lot of guys throwing. You know, uh, that's when Oz showed up. Kevin yeah. Nash's Oz. That, Kevin you know, Nash. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, he had guys bringing monkeys out. Dusty and shit. was booking then, right? Yeah, Dusty, Dusty was, was booking. booking yeah, 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 he was. Uh, Oz was a cool character, man. Didn't Great music. Long. Yeah. Oh, and it was like he, the first entrance, you had Kevin Sullivan coming out dressed as like the guy from the evil Wizard of Oz, uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of minions and guys holding monkeys and stuff. And then there was a guy who came out with two bears. It was huh. dressed like a lumberjack. I think it was Doink the Clown. Or Big Josh. Yeah, Big Josh. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Matt Bourne. It was. Yeah, yep. yeah. it was Doink the Clown and uh, made zero sense. Zero. Yep. This guy's traveling the country with two bears. Yeah, they only walked to the <laughs> ring, and then they then the trainers brought him back. That was it. That was it. That was there it. Was, there was no, there was no <laughs> bear spot. You know, no one rolled out and saw the bear. You know, just walked out with a bear. So at that time, you had uh, a, a cage of monkeys and a cage of bears in the back of WCW. So I'd be interested to see what else was was back there in cages and of course well, uh, trying, occasionally abdullah the butcher in a black box yeah well i mean in vince you had uh, a snake a bulldog a parrot uh, ricky was walking around with a, a parrot, kimono yeah. dragon at one point yeah yeah and the, <laughs> and the frankie the parrot yep and then bad news brown had the cage full of possums sewer rats dude hey you, you know something i meant to say this earlier he does not get enough credit no, for the Ghetto Blasters was awesome. one of the greatest finishes ever. Dude, amazing and like what a heel he was, man. He was just and like a shoot tough again, guy. Kind of lost. Yeah. Yeah, like a judo champion yep. from Canada. Yep. Uh, but like, man, some of the matches he's done, uh, like his Hogan stuff on Saturday Night Man event, that was incredible and uh just believable too. Him and, and Bret Hart's uh, feud, he feuded with the Hart Foundation by himself. I think that says yeah, it all. Yeah. And broke yeah. the trophy. No, you know he he turned his back on Brett. He he uh, he screwed Brett over, and then Brett broke his trophy. Yeah, and, and then he beat up Anvil and he beat up Brett in single matches. But uh, yeah, the, <laughs> ghetto, the ghetto blaster was over. Was Speaking of over, uh, we're over. Uh, we we're over. We're over. We're over in life, and we're over uh, on our our time slot. So uh, we don't want to get any heat, but. Uh, this has been, Older, again, man. happy birthday to the late, great uh, Brad Armstrong. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. 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 Happy so birthday. We will dedicate this episode to to Brad Armstrong. And, uh, and any young young guy listening to this, go watch some Go of watch matches. Brad Armstrong. Yes. If you could do a half of the, the moves he does, and I'm talking about no wasted movement, Everything counted. You know, Ricky Steamboat had the best arm drag. I think Brad Armstrong gave him a run for his money. But yeah. uh, you look for a guy who didn't have didn't have much of a push at times, didn't need it, was over wherever he went, and he made everybody work for it. Oh, it's like, tex- like butter. Yep. Textbook, man. It's like 
like you watch him and his technique. It's like, it's like, um, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's school. It's like, you know, they didn't call all this stuff in the back. It's just like, oh no, it's just so, so natural. Like you can't, you can't go wrong. It's basic stuff, but it's not boring. It, it keeps you engaged the whole time. You know, no, one of the things about working, Trevor, we'll we'll have some stuff set up, and then as soon as the bell rings, I don't think we've followed one plan yet. Right. I, I really don't. Uh, same thing you with Aaron. Feel it. Yeah, we're just yep. – it, it, something happens, and we just go with it. Yep. You know, and uh, – but all right. Isn't so, that where the magic's created? That's right where – yeah, because that's, 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 that's what Dusty would say. Created. You already know what to do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And if you don't, I've wasted my time, and I don't like that. And I'm like, I got you, boss. So, all right, for more podcasts like this, just like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. This has been the Wise Men. Uh, enough said. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. 